Hey, what's up everybody? This is Zach Applewhite. Today's episode is a rollback from when I did a live video on TikTok where I talked about prepping for my session three of an ongoing campaign where there is a town ruled by vampires with druids on the outside, a peace accord between the two that the players are trying to help the druids break and overturn by defeating the vampires. I hope you enjoy and as always, have a great day. Hey, what is up, everybody? Uh, Zach Applewhite here, and I am preparing for my D&D session that I'm going to be running on Tuesday. Hi there, Chromum Greed. Chromium Greed. Chromium Greed. I can read, I swear to God. Um, so I'm preparing a D&D session where my players don't know it, but the druids are evil. And uh, there is a city where that is completely run by undead, and the druids and the undead have made a kind of pact where the undead get to mostly rule the city, but the druids get to run the outside portion. The druids have decided that they no longer like this, and so now I'm building a campaign where our players are going to go through, they just... Uh, figured out that the city is run by undead, and now they're going to move forward with trying to find the undead's lair so that the druids can destroy them. They don't know that the druids are evil, and so that's something that we're going to get to be getting into over time. So, what I'm mostly looking for right now is, who should I name my blacksmith? Anybody have good blacksmith names? Um, I also don't have any character stuff, but this is, I'm trying to populate the world. And so as, as I try and like build this city, I like to start with people. The main export is wine and cheese, and they're going into the silk trade. And so I right now I'm filling it with a blacksmith, a church, a magic potion salesperson, a theater, a library, but only for the wealthy, um, a government building run for major offices. I also am going to make an artificer tinker shop that is made to order only so that it's not going to be a come in here and I got to make a whole bunch of personal magic items. It's what do you want? And then I get to engage with the player about well, what do you want? You know, maybe he can. you can come back in a week and they'll have that artificer thing for you. This is a sandbox opportunity for them to come up with whatever they want to help to solve the many weird things that I'm going to be throwing at them. Um, so if anybody has ideas for a blacksmith name, so far I have the Grave Robber Inn is the tavern, and the... Um, that is run by uh, a rogue who stole her inheritance in order to from her from her um she was slighted in her inheritance and so she stole um her grandfather's ring right out of his coffin and moved a few towns over and has been running the grave robber in ever since um which i personally think is fun it's also an awesome opportunity for if they engage with that character. She's dangerous, all right? And she knows where all the good grave spots are, just in case. Um, so, let me think here. Blacksmith, I, I hate to go with the norm stuff. I don't want to go with a dwarf, personally. Um, I like to go with something um, different, like a tiefling or a halfling or something like that. Um... Let me go in here. I'm not sure if um, if I'm seeing uh, comments or not. Hi, Joe. Thank you for joining us. 
Okay. So let's go ahead and I like the idea of a tiefling blacksmith. And I like to completely disrupt gender roles, so I'm going to uh, make it uh, female projecting. And so, anybody got a good idea for a tiefling name for my blacksmith? So, looking for a tiefling name, I'm going to go into a uh, generator, see if I can come up with something, or uh, here is 900 plus, uh, Google is your friend. When you're uh, planning for Dungeon Master stuff, there is no shame, you do not need to come up with everything on your own. I'm trying to go with a sort of undead theme. Um, as far as the names go for everything, so for example, I named the druid who is guiding them Hemlock, which is a poisonous kind of flower. Um, what else did I name? I named her something specific. Lantana Hemlock, which I thought was a wonderful name for a druid. Um, a young and preppy druid who is... Uh, <clears throat> Um, going to kill everyone she can as soon as the druids regain control of the city. Um, so let's go into tiefling names and see what we got here. Okay. Okay, ooh, Garvok, Ganston, Gado, Forze, Arados, Dreden, Draha. I'm liking the D, the D names real quick. Um... Dahara. I like Dahara. That's a great name for a tiefling. Dahara. That's with two R's. Alright, so we got the name for our tiefling blacksmith, Dahara. Um, I'm going to say, since the town that I'm building's main export is cheese and um, wine and stuff. She's probably mostly uh, just doing stable equipment. Not a lot of weapons. There are... Um, let's see here. And I'm going to leave it right there. Now, I need a magic potion salesperson. Uh, this is obviously going to be a wizard uh, who dropped out of wizard school to open his shop a bit of an entrepreneurial venture um and i need a i want something you know young and peppy for his name so i might even go with like a p name so personifier um let's look up here some wizard names i also should decide what race i might just go human you know there's not there's honestly not enough humans in DD. um i'm so quick to fill them up with multiple random races that i forget that they're supposed to be humans you know mulling about in there too um let's see here D D 5e all right so let's go to a fantasy names generator and let's see what we can get here potus Pokwum, um, Ocalis, Uvenis, Imaz. 
I like POTUS. Now that sounds like the President of the United States. Let's go with Pokwum. Um, or I can just kind of keep on clicking this until I find a good P name. Pizzin. Nope, that sounds like Pizzin. Um, Pomorn. Nope, nope. I like Pomorn. Everyone call him Po. I'm going to go with Pomorn. So, our magic potion sales person, who is a wizard who dropped out of wizard school, shall be named Pomorn. Everyone calls him Poe. And we're not sure if that's short for his name or for Potion Guy. And he is going to have a crush. Crush on the tavern owner, who I really need to name. Um, and that's actually going to give me a quest idea. He is going to need something to show devotion. And this is how I run with my D&D stuff, because now I have a new idea. Now, why does he need? Why is he deciding now to show his devotion to the tavern owner? Is there a holiday? And so I need to... Maybe I'll flesh that out, because that makes sense in my world. With the druids trying to take over the undead and the vampires, they might use a holiday as a kind of guise. So that also gives me a timeline. I'm going to do that. Because now, let's say in six days that there's a holiday where the druids are allowed to enter the city run by undead. And now, now we have a time span. They need to find where the undead are in six days. Where is their sleeping quarters? Because the druids, while they're in there, in, in the guise of peace in the city for the holiday, they're going to storm that and just burn it to the ground probably the day before the holiday even starts. And so... I'm going to write all that up. If anyone wants to come up with the name for a lover's holiday in my D&D world, please go ahead and comment any names you like so that I might use them. Let's see here. Lover's holiday. I had a great idea a while ago for a holiday that was where all the couples in town build a boat together, fill it with flowers, and sail it down the sea. And then... Everyone who's not in a couple sets them on fire with <laughs> they with, with like flaming arrows, and that way it's fun for everybody. You get to we built a boat, our boat's bigger than yours. We're such a good couple, and then all the people who are mad about their single life are like fire arrows, yay! And the kids are just like fire, yeah. You know, it's a uh, some jokers would be planting explosives in the uh, boats of flowers. It's I want to go to that festival personally. So I got a lover's holiday um, where the druids who would normally not be allowed in the city are going to be allowed in the city for a temporary basis. Druids are allowed in the city six days from now. So you have six days to find the undeads. Uh, Lair, uh, specifically for the head of uh, vampire, who I do have named here somewhere. Uh, Mortvavant is the name of my head undead vampire. All right, so I love this. So now, now we have something going here. Now we have the magic person sales potion, poor uh, Pomorn, 
who everyone calls Poe, is short for Potion Guy, and he has a crush on the tavern owner, and he needs something to show his devotion. Now, this does not mean that the party's going to take them up on the quest, but it's interesting, because I might have Poe Morn, if they go to him and they say, I want potions of any kind of sort, he can say, that's great, and instead of payment, I need you to go get this one flower for me, because I'm going to be uh, uh, trying to flirt with somebody. And if they say no, that's fine, because they're on a six-day crunch to find the undead horde. But, if they do do that, it it will make it more of a world-building thing for them, but even if they say no, when they realize what happens on the holiday, when the druids storm in and completely ruin this holiday, by the way, they're going to potentially be sad for Poe. And as many tethers as I can give them to the people in this world, it's that kind of saying where this is how characters work in D&D. Sticky note, okay? I'm going to make this. All right, that's a terrible thing. Here we go. All right, so I'm going to draw a little stick figure. And this is Poe. And this is how D&D works. You give them a little NPC. Okay, and they can have one little interaction with this. But this is Poe, and then if I kill Poe, you feel something. A little piece of you just died. And that's what's great about D&D. So I'm going to give them little pieces that they can connect to. Sometimes it will be glorious. Sometimes I'm going to add a family, a wife, a kid onto Poe. I'm going to give him a crown. I'm going to give him weapons. I'm going to give him status. I'm just going to give him a happy ending. And sometimes I'm going to throw Poe into a pit of fire. And I don't know which. And that's the fun for me. I need a church. I haven't decided whether or not if the church in this D&D world is evil or not. And so... Frankly, I'm going to skip it. I have a theater, and I need to fill that theater with things. So, nope, I like library that's only for the wealthy. I'm going to go with that. Uh, library that's only for the wealthy is going to have some magic books in it. Now, I don't think that that one's going to be taken up by my players, because my two main players right now are a paladin warlock and a spores druid. Uh, which are perfect for the campaign I'm running. But there might be other characters who hop on in the next session, and therefore there might be a wizard or someone else who's kind of bookish. And so I'm going to flesh it out just a little bit, but I'm not going to put all my time and energy into this. I am going to take a sip of coffee, though. Hello to everybody who's been joining us, by the way. Shout out to Chelsea. How you doing? Shout out to David Brown. I see you. Um, if you have any ideas for magic books and the chaos that they could cause in this library that's only for the wealthy that I might try to get my players to break into, that'd be cool. That's what it's going to have. The library of the wealthy is not just going to have magic books. It is going to said to be have a map of the underground, ground, which is where they would assume that the undead are hiding. There. They could also find a book, all right, on the history of the town. Um, I'm going to say, because I got a Sporch Mushrooms Druid, I'm going to say that there's a book on mushrooms. My wife is texting me. Um, and I also got a paladin in there. What's a good book for a paladin? How to win friends and slay people? I'm going to just say a book on Neftis, because that's her deity. 
Um, and maybe that would strengthen her, give her like, I might give her an extra smite bonus if she decides to read it or study it. You know, that Neftis would give her a bonus for really digging into her religion. Um, so now I need a librarian. And because I don't like to do things the normal way, my librarian's going to be a half-orc. Alright, so I need a name for a half-orc librarian. What's up, McKirk? Alright. And so my half-orc librarian. Let's go into a name generator. Let's find a name for... A half orc, unless someone wants to give me one. Names are welcome. Also, going to open up a second laptop here. I think it might be easier for engaging with y'all if I am able to type this way. So, all right, let's go. We got half-orc names. Feeling the letter G. Gotugar. I like Gotugar. That's a good name. I'm going to go with Gotugar. So, my librarian half-orc. Gotugar. All right. And let's go ahead and since we're doing now, we've added in a holiday for loved ones. We're going to make him. It's Father's Day. Go to Gar is a father of two girls and a boy. All right. Um, and he is going to be just absolutely over the moon. Happy to help. Except that, I, you know what, he's a half-orc. He doubles as security. And he is there to keep people from accessing the library for those who are not wealthy, because this is a wealthy-only library. Public libraries do not exist in my D&D world, because rich people suck. And so, um, keeps non-wealthy out... Though, here's the church tie-in. Alright. The church has access to the library. And this is, again, i got to draw them out for at least six sessions here um, before the festival happens. So this gives them lots of little things to follow. Doesn't matter where they start. Everything has a loose strand. And I get to decide whether or not that strand becomes stronger or is severed through their play. All right, so let's go. Ba, 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 ba. Oh, that's the wrong mouse. I got a couple of computers I am running here. Uh, la, da, da, da. Let's see if I can interact here. Nope, that's not what I want. Oh, you know what? There's a live center on TikTok that might be able to help me. All right. Nope. It's not working. All right. What is up, Schizo? If you happen to have a name for a nice uh, half-orc barbarian, uh, not barbarian, I'm sorry, half-orc librarian, 
He's also a barbarian now. Alright. He's going to be a former barbarian. Who was adopted by a couple of halflings. I love this. Alright. And let's go ahead and his his husband runs the theater. I like it. Alright, I still don't have a name. So if anybody wants to give me a name for my librarian half-orc. Oh wait, I did have a name. Um, Gotugar. Gotugar. So, librarian half-orc. Gotugar. Alright, so. Ba ba ba. Alright. Now. I had an idea to have a cheese barn in my D&D world. Uh, what is up, Geeks for Lunch? You're making me hungry. Um, I need a name for a tabaxi. So, you get to race me. Who's going to come up with a name first? Generator or you? Give me a name for tabaxi. D&D 5e tabaxi names. Those cannot actually be tabaxi names. All right, so we have, hmm, that's right, Tabaxi names get weird, because Tabaxi names are tribal in nature, so they go with things like Kite in the Wind, Ethereal Candle, so what would the name of a Cheese Barn Tabaxi be? Um, let's go with... Hmm. Cover of clouds. Hmm. Um, might go with like one who drinks milk, you know. Um, two frog. I'm going with two frog. I like that. So, our cheese barn owner, Tabaxi, named two frog. And so, what I kind of like to do when I'm questioning the creation of characters... What's up, James? When I'm questioning the creation of characters um, as NPCs, I still want all my NPCs to have some sort of motivation. Because if the party needs anything from them, it gives that character something that they can do. And it also helps me flesh out my world a little bit and inspires other things which inspire other things. So, I have a Tabaxi who runs a cheese barn. Her name is Two Frogs. Um... Make your she slash her. Um, what does two frogs want? I think two frogs wants help um, moving furniture. It doesn't all have to be epic, guys. It does not all have to be go to the faraway place and pick 4,000 flowers and give me four boar ears. It, it can be very simple things. Clear out my garden, um, get the rats out of my house. She's got, it's a cheese bar and she's got a rat problem. So moving furniture and she's got a rat 
infestation. I feel like my spores drew it. What up? Hi, CookedFish003. How are you doing today? Uh, if you want to help me out, I am trying to... Uh, I have a winery that's run by a timid orc, and I need a name for them. Uh, gender Undecided. Um, but right now we're working on the cheese barn for my world in D&D. Um, we run by a tabaxi, name is Two Frog, needs help moving furniture, and a rat inf infestation. Next, we're moving on to the winery that I'm building for the D&D world. And that's going to be run by a timid orc. Because what my players don't know right now is that the winery serves the upper class vampires. And so this orc would know that and would be scared for very good reasons. And would not want to deal with too many patrons who or anyone who asks questions. Um, so I needed the name for, some, for a timid orc. Orc. Uh, I'm going to look on uh, Generator here, but anybody feel free to give me names for a timid orc who runs a winery. I might actually make like a tea, a tea starting name. So let's see what we have here. Uh, Agudal. That might work. Hural. Zusral. No, 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 no. Bracas, Kilatar, Thuradal, Thazer, Thazer, Thrabak. I'm going with Thazer. So, name is going to be Thazer, the Timid Half-Orc. Um, like questions um for uh you cooked fish and anyone else who's joining us uh i'm building a city that my characters are about to start engaging with really uh there's going to be a festival in six days the city is run by an elite undead class with druids on the outside there's been a pact between the undead and the druids and it is the party's job to go find where the undead vampire where the vampires sleep because in six days in the festival uh, which is kind of like a Valentine's Day deal, the druids are going to be allowed in the city, and they want to break the pact that they've made, and they want to slay all the undead all at once on this day that, that they would normally be peaceful, because they're sick of the undead. And secretly, the druids are evil and are going to cover the whole place in vines when they succeed. But, <laughs> we're not there yet. Um, and that might change. Everything in, in my D&D stuff, I try to keep really flexible because I found out that if I overplan, I underperform. And that might be a personal thing, uh, but that has been my experience. Okay, so, um, in this town, we have the blacksmith already, we have a potion salesman, we have a tavern. The theater, I need to build. So the theater... going to be run by a half-elf. And I've already decided that the theater owner is married to the um, blacksmith, not the blacksmith, the librarian. Alright, and so he, so I need another name, I need half-elf names. Anyone who wants to give me a name for a half-elf, 
libra not librarian, theater person. Let's see what we got here. Lothidus, Vikros, Pizarres. Switch it out. Um, Zenward. No, no, these these suck. Um, Vic Lumen, Vic Lumen. Call him Vic for short. I like it when you can shorten the name. Crohman, uh, Crohman, Tranerius, Leoquem, Leoquem. I like Leoquem. All right, so let's put in Leo, because we can just call him Leo for short. And then how do you spell Quarim? Q-A-R-I-M. All right. What's up, Drya? How you doing today? I am right now working on an NPC who runs a theater half-elf. Name is Leo Quarim, but I like all of my NPCs to have a little quest, so... What do they need? Well, I already got a cheese barn with a rat infestation, so I don't have that. They might need talent for the festival. I'm very glad I made the festival a thing. That's something that's completely come out of this live thing that we're doing right here. Um, having a festival to build things around and to give a time limit for the party to do certain things. You have six days until this happens. It's a Fire Lord kind of thing. Like, we got to get there before the eclipse, you know, kind of deal. Giving them that kind of hard timeline, I think, is going to help streamline a few things. But, so they're going to need talent for the festival. They could also need security for the festival. I think that um, in this world, this the, the theater might be a place where both the vampires and the druids are allowed to coexist a little bit, like they have some of their uh, peacetime. I'm going to... That's a hard one. Cause, I mean, the, I feel like the vampires would be all over late night theater. That's the difference. Okay, druids get daytime theater. And the vampires get nighttime theater. And that's how they are doing this. Now, I'm going to make it so that the theater owner does not know that the vampires are what they are. In my D&D world, the vampires are very good about hiding themselves from the citizens. Um, except for like a select few that they keep very, very afraid or that are kind of in their pocket and helping them, which I do have a kind of Frankenstein um, character, the head scientist Francis Stone. Uh, he's the head scientist who makes gruesome monsters, which they fight against random people that they pull into a fighting pit because the undead here uh, have gotten really comfortable with making entertainment and sport out of the, uh, the the citizens of the city. 
<sighs> okay. Oh, this is good. This is a good one. I need wanted posters. Okay. So the first thing I have is the Midnight Skunk, a thief who is known to sneak into parties at the middle of the night and steal valuables. Whenever they are seen, they release a stinky bomb and skedaddle away. In my mind, this is a halfling who may be working in an underground resistance against the vampires who doesn't... I, I, I haven't fully fledged that one out because now I'm adding a third faction. Now I have the druids and the vamps. But once the druids defeat the vamps, the druids are going to take over the city, cover it with vines, and say, look, we reclaimed it for nature, and they're evil. And so it kind of helps to have a potential third sect, this... Um, midnight skunk guy come in, swoop in, and get them out, and, and deus ex machina that, just straight up eagles, and pull them out and say, yeah, I've been trying to help with all that, uh, the druids, a no bueno. And if they do run into this guy, if they try to catch him, or anything like that, it gives an opportunity for, for them to see that things might not be as clean cut as they thought. And I just like for people to struggle. <laughs> it's, it's all about giving them challenges and seeing how they overcome it. But I'd like more wanted posters. I have one for missing cows, one for dying crops, but says druids need not apply because it was posted by the winery owner. Because the winery owner knows that the vampires run the city and that the vampires and the druids have a peace pact that um, they need to stay far away from each other and does not want to bring the druids into his operation because of what that might do to his relationship with the vampires who he does not want to be on the wrong side of. Um, so that's an interesting one. I need more wanted posters, but I think, I think I have plenty here, actually, for them to come about. What I really need is I need more ways to, for them to find out where the undead are. And you know what I've just now decided? I have decided that the undead, all right, this is where I need to make notes, okay, that the undead's location... Sleeping location. So where the vampires sleep is going to be under the winery. And I might make it later on that, like, they sneak out in barrels, or this is an excellent way to import and export things. Um, and it makes sense why. The winery is such a big deal in their city. I also need to need to have like a silk salesman. Um, I need so I need a silk manufacturer, and I need a what is up the dark lord. Great name. Um, I need a silk manufacturer, and I need a fine clothes maker. I'm not gonna flesh that one out because none of my party people will likely care about fine clothes and so I'm comfortable with pulling that one up on the fly. All right so 
I've got lots of encounters I can build for them later. I've got a wonderful world here uh, filled to the brim with characters who each have things that they want. And I am about ready to close out the live session. So thank you all for joining me for um, building this out. Uh, maybe I'll bring you guys in when I start building encounters, but that's a little less, you know, one-on-one, -on -one, a little less story and a lot more number crunching. And so I think I'll probably just do that one on my own, actually, now that I think about it. But I've loved doing this. Look forward to more live events where I can just talk about D&D uh, stuff. Maybe I'll do my turning anime characters into D&D characters live because there are so many. Like, I could just do My Hero Academia and just dig into all the side characters who aren't just Deco, Deku, 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 um, Bakugo, and uh, Todoroshi. So let me know if you have any thoughts, comment on my videos, tell me what you would love to see live. I appreciate y'all for stopping by. Have a great day. That's it. I need to figure out how to close out a live video.